Ooh is right, Zach Sheldon. That's Maniac on Facebook, man. I always I have him in my phone as Zach Sheldon, and let me tell you, I've been changing it just because it's one of those things that's so wrong, it's right, you know. <laughs> Wake here for a new episode of Trainwreck Fantasy Baseball. As always, joined by some guy named Steve. You've been killing it with the fantasy baseball advice. I'm sure I know you're in first in your league. My league, half more than half the teams are under 500, and I'm one of them because it's one of those stupid deep leagues where there's just so much parity. But you know that's what that's what fantasy baseball is, right? That is, there's so much parity. It's hard to get through, especially when you're pushing for the playoffs right now. A lot of players that we can get guys to buy low on, buy sell high on. You know the whole everything that we do. We're gonna do the same thing as usual, but first. Got to tell you guys, I'm going to completely ad-lib this, uh, you know, Outlet Liquor, our friends there, George Urban Boulevard and Depew, the, the place to buy a case, what's your outlet? The I just had, it, it was on my Instagram feed and it's gone now, but they have Loganberry Vodka Seltzer and man, they got it from a few different companies, all local places, obviously, because it's going to be Loganberry. So support some local breweries, support our great friends at Outlet Liquor, go down there. Grab some and tell me how it is. I'm on Long Island right now, so I can't even tell you how this stuff tastes. So I need you guys to do that for me. Outlet Liquor, the place to buy a case. What's your outlet? Steve, how you doing today, buddy? I'm doing well. That actually sounds delicious. A nice Loganberry yeah, seltzer. Right. I love seltzers, especially in the summer. Super refreshing. Oh and Loganberry, that's a guilty pleasure of mine. Every time I have a chance to get a Loganberry, I do. Mm -hmm. Going to have to try that out. Yeah, my, my girlfriend, she's from Long Island, so she's not a big Loganberry person. Her reason, and it's and it's a very good reason in my opinion, if there was one, it does taste a little bit like a melted popsicle, right? It's very sweet, very unique flavor, very powerful, so maybe not for everyone. But if you're from Buffalo and you're a Loganberry person like I am, like Steve is, definitely got to get down to Outlet Liquor and try that stuff out. But... We also have some guys in fantasy baseball that you should be trying out. We got some buy lows, sell highs for agent ads like we do every week. So we'll start with the buy lows. And Steve, I'll let you go first. Uh, my, my girlfriend just texted me because she heard it. Specifically the pink freezy pop. The pink freezy <laughs> pop is what tastes like Loganberry. And Lauren is 100% right about that. <laughs> um, who is your uh, buy low for week 16 of fantasy baseball? I think it's someone coming off an injury, if I'm not mistaken, right? Yeah, actually the past yeah. couple of mine have been coming off an injury because I love getting these guys right before the playoff push right because sure. you know a lot of teams in playoff contention they're not really gonna sell you a guy that has high expectations later on in the season it's a lot harder to get deals done especially with teams in the playoffs so i try to target guys who are injured maybe guys who have been on teams that are out of the playoff pitcher someone i can take a chance on and a couple weeks ago i gave you a white Sox outfielder aloy jimenez before you know while he was in a rehab assignment well guess what the other superstar outfielder for the white Sox, luis robert He's during his rehab assignment right now. He actually had his first game at AAA last night. And he's a guy I think who can really help your teams in the playoffs. He was pretty good. I think he finished third in rookie of the year last year. You know, he batted around 233, which isn't great, but had 11 home runs and nine steals in 56 games. That comes out to like a 30-25 season pace, which, yeah. as you know, I love for fantasy baseball. I am a sucker for guys who can give you power and speed. And that's exactly what Luis Roberts going to do. He's coming off the 60-day IL by the latest August 12th. I think he's going to come up a week before then. And I think you just can go out and grab him. He's available in 20% of ESPN leagues, which that's is a lot. wild to Too me. Much. I mean, that, that's one out of five leagues that he's free. And mm -hmm. the other leagues, you won't have to give up much for him. 
he's a guy who has a really high ceiling. And at this point in the fantasy baseball season, you, you, you got to make it or break it to make the playoffs or make it or break it to get the seeds you want. And mm-hmm. especially when the playoffs start, you want those type of guys with high ceilings. Luis Robert, yeah, he could come back from the IL and bat 200 and not really help you. But before he got hurt this year, he was batting 316, a 359 on base, and a 463 slugging, which were all improved from his rookie season. Mm-hmm. Only one home run, but he had four steals. And he had nine doubles, so he was hitting the ball hard. He was playing well, and I think Robert is a guy who has that potential to, you know, give you five home runs, five steals, a, you know, a good amount in both categories for the, you know, next couple months as you make that push and as you're in the fantasy baseball playoffs. Yep. And it's a very talented White Sox lineup he's about to yeah. get back into. So, right. you know, you have no worries that he's going to have, you know, the support around him in the lineup to get him around the basis if he's not able to do it with his own power. Um, you know, I, I love that he's gotten his strikeout rate a lot lower, about yep. 5% lower than last year, uh, which is great. It's a little higher than I want it to be. But, I mean, when when you got someone who's so boom or bust like, like Luis Robert, uh, you know, that's kind of the price you pay when you take him. Uh, but right. it's, you know, there's a reason that you say buy low is because, you know, with, with him and the guy that I'm going to bring up, there's definitely a reason why you have the opportunity to buy low on them. And mm-hmm. the guy I'm going to bring up is someone who this year, I mean, I'm in a weird redraft league and we had weird rules this year with the COVID off season because it's a keeper league. So things got a little messed up. So I'm not honestly sure where he went, but he mm-hmm. could have been a first round pick this year, probably. Right. If, if you know who I'm going to bring up, was he the yeah. first or second late, round? I'd the- say late first round, early second round, most right. drafts. And so, you know, if you're one of the guys who did draft Cody Bellinger, you are probably out of the playoffs, right? There's, yeah. It's safe to say, unless you really killed the rest of your draft, you've killed free agency, you've killed everything from after that, you know, then, and you, you're in the playoffs, then you want to hold on to Cody Bellinger. But this is more for the people who, you know, are on the outside looking into the playoffs and need any kind of boost to their lineup. Is Cody Bellinger going to bring it for you? I'm going to say, and and this is why he's a buy low, I'm going to say probably not, just based on how he's played <laughs> this year. Like, it's been bad. The high price tag combined with his 165 ERA is pretty pitiful. You know, his, his expected ERA is, or not ERA, average, that's average. what I meant, yeah, I'm sorry. <laughs> a 165 ERA would be pretty good, actually, especially for yeah. someone who doesn't pitch. <laughs> uh, the 165 batting average, thank you, Steve. And his expected is only a 204, but it is at least higher than what, he has so at least there is a little sign that he is playing much worse than he should be than how he should be performing and what's what makes me even struggle to say him to call him a buy low i'm sorry uh is that he's never been the kind of guy who picks it up in the summer he's been a consistent hitter from the beginning of the season to the end of the season his entire career but how can you tell me like for sure that someone who had 39 home runs as a rookie, 47 home runs a year, just a year later, even in the shortened COVID season, he was fine with 12 home runs and just, what was it, like 50-some, 50, 56 games. There's no reason for him to just drop off so drastically, so young in his career. If he was a little older, I would say maybe he hit the wall. But, you know, his strikeout rate is 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 okay. His walk rate is okay. There's nothing in the underlying numbers that say he should be playing poorly. His exit velocity is almost the same as it, as it has been. So I'm just banking on Bellinger to just get back to form or be worth giving up someone who you're probably going to drop off your roster anyways. 
Yeah, and, and I think you kind of touched on it when you said he he's a guy who's who's you know he's a little bit risky, but he's really not that risky because I don't think guys are going to ask for a premium for Bellinger at this point no. in the year. He's batting one sixty five, and he's been dealing with injuries all season long. I think that's partly why he struggled. Absolutely, yeah. and Bellinger he's never been one of my favorite guys just because he swing and misses so often, but he is a type of player that you can get cheap who has potential to have a 10 home run month. He has raw power. You can't teach the type of power Bellinger has. You can't teach that type of strength. And he's playing in one of the best lineups in Major League Baseball. There's 62 and 41 with him playing like this. Imagine if he gets hot, the counting stats are just going to follow suit. And that's one Mm -hmm. thing I kind of like about your pick with Bellinger. If he heats up, it's going to help in almost every category. Literally not just every. the power, mm-hmm. not just, you know, the hits. He's going to get a lot of RBIs. He's going to get a lot steals. of runs. And mm-hmm. he can steal bases too. Yeah. So I don't mind it. it. It all comes down to the price, right? I'm exactly. not paying a premium for Bellinger. I'm not paying for really like a top, you know, top five round value for Bellinger. It has to be, you know, maybe a couple pieces that a team needs and they're going to trade off Bellinger for it. Or maybe, you know, you give a couple pitchers to a guy who's desperate for pitching and you take a chance on Bellinger. Mm -hmm. I wouldn't overpay for him, but you're right. He he would fit a buy low. It's a more likely trade for a dynasty league, in my opinion, Um, or or one with more keepers or, Mm -hmm. you know, however it's set up just because like, you know, if if someone does have Bellinger, they're probably in the basement. They're probably not making trades right now. Like I know, like, you you know, if someone texts me and says, Hey, you're in 12th place, sell me one of your players for cheap. I'm like, well, what do I get out of this? Like, you know, so, so I understand that there there has to be a really special situation, but if it's there, uh, I think it can pay off. Mm -hmm. Um, and so I know you in your text to me when you were saying who you're going to go over said, I'll explain. And I love when you say that because that means it's going to be a wonderful take that might get some people going. So who's your sell high and why do you feel the need to explain it so much? Well, my sell high is JT Realmuto. Mm-hmm. And why I'm going to explain it is if you look at Realmuto's stats, it's a 259 average, 10 home runs, 39 RBIs, 6 steals, 13 doubles, 37 runs. It's a season he's having a good year but it's not like i'm gonna get you know overvalue for this guy but he's a catcher wick and i've told (laughs) you time and time again i don't want you know good catchers on my team for long i'm gonna trade them when i can and i've been streaming the free agency wire of catchers all season long jt Realmuto has been playing better in july than he has in may and june he actually struggled in may and june batted around 220 his average is up 25 points he's got more power in july than he had all of the month in june and He's still the seventh-ranked catcher this past month behind guys, and here's the list. Eric Hase, who we've brought up multiple times on the yes, show. He's been, my, uh, <laughs> he's been my baby. He's been so good for me in leagues because he's been free, and he's he's been the number one catcher in fantasy the past month. He's behind Dalton Varsho, who I wrote about on Monday as the catcher I've been liking the stream, and he had another home run last night. Elias Diaz who I believe Ty brought up on one of his uh-huh. pickup shows, or you brought up. No, uh, I, I think Ty brought him up too, which is which was yeah. really, really satisfying for me. Will Smith, who, yeah, he's he's going to be owned in a bunch of leagues. Max Stassi, another free agent we talked about. And then Luis Torrens, who's batting 210, I think, on the season. But he's been in a power surge for the Mariners, and he's playing right up to JT Romuto the past month. JT Realmuto, 138th on the player raider. Torres yeah. is 140th. So why is he a sell high? Why is he a sell high? 
because you don't need him for your playoff push. <laughs> and there will be teams in the playoff picture, I guarantee you, that have been struggling yeah. with the catcher position all year long and saying, hey, I can get an elite guy, a guy who's been the number one catcher for the past two, three seasons. Mm-hmm. I will pay for that. I want that. And guess what? It doesn't matter. Catcher doesn't matter. Just stream yeah. them in the playoffs. And if you don't, if you want, don't even roster a catcher for the playoffs and have an extra pitcher. So JT yeah. Romuto, I think he hurts your team more than he helps it just being on your roster because I think you could get a, a lot of value for him at this point in the season. Guys see that name, JT Romuto. They think, okay, top three catcher, very valuable for the playoffs for a position that I've been awful at all year long. <laughs> the guy who's like, here, take JT Romano, give me a couple pitchers, maybe give me a bench bet, give me a couple guys that can help me with power if I need it, or yeah. steals if I need it, and just sell JT Romano, and guess what, pick up Dalton Varsho, and you're in a better position already. Yeah, no, and that's the thing. You're flipping one asset because you know you can flip it and getting yeah. something that's like a replacement value. And right. that's, you know, I've been, you've been talking about catcher a lot, and mainly because it is the single worst part of fantasy baseball is mm-hmm. the fact that you have roster a catcher in pretty much every league. And I've been equating it all season to the tight end in fantasy football. This is where it gets a little different, is that you'll never say, you know, uh, you know, someone like Darren Waller broke out and he was having a really good few few weeks and he put it together for the whole season. You know, in tight end and fantasy football, you never say, you know, you, you can you can trade him and stream it. It's a <laughs> yeah. lot harder to stream tight end and do it well. In fantasy baseball, it's a lot easier to find the hot hand at catcher and stream them and then trade them and just keep doing it over and over again. So I love the Ramuto call. And and the best part is not many people know that. Not many people realize yeah. that you can pick up a free agent and despite Ramuto, who's had a good July, he's still the yeah. seventh ranked catcher. Eric Hase, who we talked about in the past two months, has been free. He's been the number one catcher in baseball over the past 45 days. You yep. can get away with it. And that's why I say if you have a good catcher, get rid of him before the playoffs. Get stuff that can help your team in the playoffs. 100% with you. And and the guy I'm going to bring up is that a position that's been sketchy, you know, guys like mm-hmm. Paul Goldschmidt at first base, you know, starting out a little slow, getting it going as the years yeah. on, gone on. A lot of first basemen have been struggling, but Joey Votto is not one of them. <laughs> He's actually been on one of the most ridiculous tears of the MLB season in the past month. Oh, yeah. He's the number four player in all of fantasy baseball with nine home runs, and I'm pretty sure he had seven in five games. In he's got stretch eight, that he's on eight right and now. six. He hit another eight today. Eight and six. He hit <laughs> yeah. another today. Jesus. Well, yeah, so now you really want to capitalize on the value. He's hitting 383 in the last month, 492 on base percentage. He's literally – he's walking 10 to 14 strikeouts, and he's getting the RBIs because of the home runs. He's getting doubles. He's getting singles. He's literally doing everything that Joey Votto can do for you in fantasy, which is exactly why it is time to unload him because he has not had a season even close to this in three years. And I'm sorry, I don't think that he is just going to have this, you know, amazing resurgence after, you know, being a run-of-the-mill first baseman for two consecutive years. It's just, it's not going to happen. His exit velocity is the best that it's been been in four years you know, his slugging expected on base percentage woba wobacon everything is just taking an astronomical jump because of the run that he's on right now so if you're riding it out and you want to ride it out i understand that ride it till the bike's broken and maybe see if you can flip them when it looks like it's going to end but the the return will just be so much lower he's the fourth best player in fantasy baseball in the last month 
And he's not the fourth best player in baseball. So that's right. why this is a sell high. It's that and simple. What I will say, I'm not going to disagree with you here, Wake. But what I will say is I would offer trades that I think I'm getting a much better return. Kind of trades that I would look at and be like, I don't want to do this deal. If that yeah. makes sense. It's kind of a deal sure. where yeah. you want to offer Votto. You want to take advantage of the hot streak, right? You want to try to have someone overpay for what he's doing recently. Because everyone loves, you know, the guy in the moment. He's got eight home runs in his last six games. He hit his the first, you know, at bat today, he hit another home run. Yep. He's been he's on, a on crazy fire. Mm-hmm. And Joey Votto's a name that's, you know, he's known to have been one of the best hitters in baseball the past, you know, 10, 15 years. Just a consistent, great hitter. Mm-hmm. So what I would do is I would offer, you know, trades where I really like the return. I'm not going to try to, you know, get a fair value swap here or there. But if no one's willing to, in my mind, overpay for Votto, I'll just ride out the hot streak. And I'm fine mm-hmm. with that. And that's kind of how I would like to play it with Votto because he's a good enough hitter. When I know he gets hot, he stays hot for longer than you know some hitters do. Mm-hmm. Try to get a lot for him. Try to get someone to pay a premium. But if no one's willing to do that, because, you know, a lot of times, Joey Votto, he was a free agent at some point in this season. He's a guy who's, you know, you said number four right now, player writer. He's everyone knows he's not the fourth best hitter in baseball yeah, anymore. Exactly. Yeah. If someone doesn't pay for a premium, just ride out the hot streak because mm-hmm. I picked him up a couple weeks ago and I've been loving this power oh, search. Oh yeah. The, the main thing that worries me is that, you know, I just don't think the, the, the walk to strikeout rate or whichever right. way you want to say it, it's very sustainable because on the year, even with the streak that he's on right now, it's almost 24% strikeouts. Right. And that is by far the worst of his career. He's only been over 20% once in his career so far. Um, so yeah, no, I I'm a hundred percent in with you there. That's just one added little tidbit i wanted to get in before mm-hmm. we went on to free agent ads and that's what we'll do right now so steve give us your free one of your two free agent ads for week 16 so i will say real quick about my two free agents ads they're two of my favorite ads for probably the whole year maybe the past couple months they're two of my favorite and the first one is harrison bader of my st louis cardinals i had him for a little yeah i mm-hmm. love Harrison Bader is a free agent pickup because it's the classic. No one was claiming him because the year long numbers looked awful because he's only played, you know, 150 at bats. Well, now the numbers are starting to look better because on the year he's slashing 293, 359, and 533. He's got nine home runs, 25 RBIs, and six stolen bases. And he's been playing unreal since the All Star break. Best part about Harrison Bader is he's going to be in the lineup every single night because he's an elite defenseman and the Cardinals want him uh, in the outfield every single game. And Bader, you look at his numbers, you take that at a 600 at-bat, like a full season, Mm -hmm. that's a 36 home run, 24 steal season where he's batting 280, 290. We've seen in his career before he can sustain, you know, a little bit of power and a little bit of steals for sure. And both with a good average. But what's most impressive is he's hitting the ball better than he ever has in his career. His strikeout rate is down 11%. Uh, it was going, oh, my God, Steve, I was going to say. 11%. He's, he's never been below 26.1 no. as a strikeout percentage, and he's at 15.6. Yeah, he's right around 15, It's half 16, of what it was last year. Which is half unbelievable unbelievable to me and that's like the biggest sign of hey he Mm -hmm. might have figured something out and if he already has the tools at the power and the speed he fixes you know maybe he's not chasing as much he's not swinging and missing as much this guy's a complete hitter 
and he's going to be, you know, the Cardinals batting lineup is pretty good. Dylan Carlson's been all right this year. Tyler O'Neill's been swinging well. Yeah. Goldsmith's been on fire. Yep. Arenado. I mean, Tommy Edmond, it's it's actually a pretty good lineup. You know, they lose games because they're starting pitching. It's just a complete and wasteland right now. They're pretty bad, uh -oh. too. <laughs> <laughs> Their bullpen likes to walk more guys than they like to throw strikes. It's yeah. it's infuriating, <laughs> but that doesn't matter for Harrison Bader's fantasy value. He's yeah. going to be in the lineup every day, and I really believe he can be a top 20, top 15, even top 10 outfielder going forward. Who cares about the year-long numbers? Yeah, they're low. Yeah, he's low on the player radar because he missed so many games with injuries. Bader, I think, is going to be a league-winning type of pickup for the rest of the season. He was around 21% mm -hmm. owned in ESPN at the beginning of the week. That already doubled. Today, he's at 42%. Wait, he's still wow. available in over half of ESPN leagues. He's still available in over half of them. You have wow. to go grab him, in especially if you need an. Don't tell me costume. I dropped him. Don't tell oh. me I dropped him. I gotta <laughs> please tell me I didn't drop him a while ago. My IL has been so bad. I had to have dropped him at some point because I had him. I had well, him that for was, a little bit. That was kind of the thing for me too. I had uh, Castellanos, Ronald Acuna, and there was another outfielder in the league I was in first in. Well, Acuna's out for the year. Castellanos is on the IL, and I was like, mm -hmm. I need an outfielder, and it just. You know, luck of the draw, Harrison Bader's just sitting there a couple weeks ago for me. Pick him up. And he's been on an absolute tear since the All-Star break, batting around like 440. He's got four or five home runs. Yeah. I can't complain. <laughs> <laughs> no, and, and, you know, he's coming on at the time this year where he will probably be slept on a little bit in drafts yes. next year, yes. which is something I'm really excited about. So, so you know, you say he has the potential to be a top 10 outfielder for fantasy as a hitter. Um, for the you rest know, of this year, yeah. yeah, for the rest of this year, which which theoretically means that he could hit that peak next year too if yeah. he continues to build on it. What round would you draft him the earliest in? Do you think? And that's a very difficult question to ask, for especially this far ahead for fantasy baseball of all of all sports. It's hard to say right now because the sample size is so small, and yeah. I, I have a little bias towards the Cardinals outfielders. I love all of them, for sure. but I would yeah. say Harrison Bader. My guess is he's going to be picked around like anywhere between 160 to 180 next year. If you're thinking in a 12-team league, that's like round 15. Mm -hmm. I would take him probably round 10, 11, yeah, just 12. to make sure you get him, right? Yeah. I mean, mm -hmm. if you get him as like your number three or four outfielder, I'm more than happy with that. Yeah, no, I could not agree more. He's someone that, I, like, during the season, I always take notes on guys I want for the next year. And right. He's someone I have written down. Um, God. And those are the guys that really win you those leagues or when you nail those middle round picks of yep. guys who play 60, 70 spots above what they were projected. And Harrison Bader probably could be one of those guys mm -hmm. next year. That's why I love like the 10th round and later in every fantasy mm -hmm. sport because they're just fun. They're fun. You get yeah. your guys. They're really fun. Uh, one of my guys this week, as I keep going into the former Pirates, uh, you know, it's amazing to me that, <laughs> yeah, I know, right? <laughs> it's amazing to me that right now Josh Harrison is just 26% owned on Yahoo. Um, you know, it, it, granted, he is not. He is a guy that kind of surfs the free agent wire, the waiver wire, whatever you want to call it. He kind of does that every year. He was not a high draft pick this year. But over the last month, he's been 
almost as good as Joey Votto, been the 10th best player in fantasy, only nine walks and 10 strikeouts. And he usually is a guy who kind of strikes out a little bit. You know, he, he's always, it's been for someone who doesn't have a lot of power. He has always striked out a little bit more than I'd like him to, but he does have that speed. He does get a lot of doubles. He does get uh, triples for you too. And he can get you stolen bases and RBIs 31 for 92 in the last month. I mean, what, what else can you say? Especially, you know what, you know, this is what else you can say. You know, obviously we're not going to talk about Scherzer much because, you you know, it just doesn't pertain to this, you know, the, what we're talking about here today. And plus for pitchers, all that we really know is he's just going to get more wins now that he's on a different team. <laughs> um, but without him in the Nationals lineup, that pitching staff gets a lot worse and they are going to need more runs if they want to look like a good baseball team. And Josh Harrison is going to be a source of that. So especially since he can be infield, middle infield, corner infield and a left fielder the roster construction versatility is just too good to pass up. So if you're in one of the 74% of leagues where he's not owned, you got to grab him. You absolutely do. Yeah, I, I like that pickup. I know Ty talked about him a couple of weeks ago too. He's always been a fan of Harrison. Harrison, mm -hmm. when you talk about Josh Harrison, it's extra base hits. He may not get a lot of home runs, but he'll get the yeah. doubles. He'll get the yep. triples, and he'll always be on base. He's a consistent hitter. He's not going to hurt you having you in the lineup. And – you know, the Nationals lineup has been a little pretty decent since the All-Star break, pretty decent in the month of July. Juan Soto has figured it out. He's tearing the cover off the ball. Trey Turner was before, you know, he had COVID, and now he's out for, you know, a week yep. and a half or whatnot. But the Nationals lineup as a whole has been hitting better, and Harrison's just – he's a steady Eddie, right? He's going to bat right around 280. He'll get you a little power. He'll steal a few bases. He'll get the mm -hmm. runs. He'll get the RBIs. It's he consistency. Mm -hmm. and, and like you said, he's a free agent. Keyword free. He's not going to hurt your lineup. If you need someone to plug in, Harrison's a perfect candidate. Mm -hmm. And and I meant to say, I and I, I didn't get the words out. Um, you know, the, the he's always been a little worse for strikeouts than I would have liked, but he is posting he, one of the best strikeout percentages in the league right now. He's in like the top eight percent or so with a fourteen percent strikeout rate, which is still like you know the league as a whole. I think is striking out a little bit more this year, which helps that a little bit. But uh, you know, Josh Harrison doing that for you know, which is a, a nice change of pace. So you know. That just makes it even more important to go out and get him. We only have two more guys to propose as free agent ads, and then we'll get out of here. So, Steve, give us your last one. Who else did you uh, think people should run for? So I'm going with a pitcher here. And, like, mm -hmm. everybody needs pitching come playoffs. You can oh never have enough pitching. And Tyler Meggle. I, I don't know how to pronounce Google. his name. I think it's Miguel. Exactly. <laughs> Tyler Miguel of the New York Mets. He kind of got thrown into a starter's role because of injuries. The Mets have been dealing with so many injuries with their pitchers, and they have a good rotation when healthy. But he needed to step up, and, well, he stepped up. He's 1-0, a 2.04 ERA, a 1-1 whip, and 39 strikeouts so far to start his major league career. This wow. is his debut, and it's over 35 in a third inning. So, you know, he's got a key. Good K rate, a good walk rate. He's yep. limiting base runners. And I'm, I'm looking at it. You know, his starts only around five, six innings. That's expected for a rookie. But he has two quality starts his last three. His last three starts, he's allowed one earned run. He's allowed three earned runs in his last five starts. He's been perfect for the Mets so far. And you look at the underlying numbers, he's got a mm -hmm. good strikeout rate, a good walk rate, and a good hard hit rate that are all above the major league average. Decent amount. 
it's supporting that, hey, this guy, you know, he could be pretty good the rest of the way. I yeah. looked even deeper and said, you know, what about his success in the minor leagues? This kind of, you know, a fluke. And he's been great in the minor leagues. Never had a season with an ERA over 3-5. His strikeout per nine was always around 11-12. So the strikeouts could get even better going forward in the majors. And he's he's free. I mm -hmm. mean, that's yep. the thing. It's like you don't find a pitcher like this. No one just no one's ever heard of the name. That's yep. why no one's picking him up. Yep. He was available in 26% of leagues at the start of this week. I'm sure that's gone up because he had a start earlier this week. Yeah. And he, he was good in that start, you know, five and a third, one earned run. I believe he struck out six batters. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and his ownership still 37% in ESPN. He's available in two-thirds of leagues. If you need a pitcher, I know you probably don't know the name. I bet you couldn't pick him out of the crowd. Just I bet go you're going to be wondering up. why it's Tyler with an O instead of an E. That was my first question. <laughs> exactly. It was like, did Steve typo this guy? Did it, Yahoo? Did, like, well, at first I thought his name was Taylor, and I was like, yeah, oh, right. it has to be a typo. So I looked through, and everything I looked, it's Tyler, just T-Y-L-O-R. I'm like, all right, mm -hmm. works for me. Yeah. I'll pick him up. Plug him into my lineup, and he's been great for me. I actually got him for a couple of his scoreless quality starts. Yep. And then last night, or yeah, last night against the Braves, one earned run, six Ks. What more can he ask for for a free agent pickup? Yeah, I mean, you know, you said it in his last five starts, he's only given up a, a, a run in three of them. And in yeah. those three, he only gave up one run. Yeah. His first two, his first two starts were a little more shaky. I think I can't, yeah. I can't do the math in my head, but I think two runs and then three runs, yeah. uh, respectively. But nothing but crazy. Nothing crazy. And for those to be your first two starts, like, and for the person who has the second lowest ERA in Mets history for a rookie through seven games. That person is free on your waiver wire right now. Yeah. It's absolutely ridiculous. And he says that he's still working on his changeup. And he has a 39% whiff rate with his changeup. Yeah. So he's still working on that. Yeah. It, get tied. Get, 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 get Meg, Meggle? Muggle? I don't know. Meggle, I think it's Meggle. If the one so. thing the Mets get right, it's pitchers. They're mm -hmm. very good with pitchers. I mean, we saw Taiwan Walker pitch above his head to start this year. Yep. You had Marcus Stroman do the same. It just seems like pitchers, it, <laughs> they're working mm -hmm. out for the Mets, so why not take advantage of them? And like I said, he's free. Just pick him up. It's not like you're yep. giving up anything for him. And everybody needs pitchers in the fancy playoffs. I don't care how good your rotation is. You always want extra pitchers, and he's the perfect candidate to pick up for that. Yeah, if something can work out for the Mets, it can work out for you too. I think that goes without <laughs> saying. Um, another team that if something can work out for them, it can work out for you too. The Detroit Lions, god-awful team, but they've been having some good hitting from a few Tigers. guys. Robbie Gr Ty yeah, oh, like, well, the Lions in football mode. <laughs> I am in football, man. Our show that we had on Monday with Trainwreck Fantasy Football was fun, so I, I am in football mode. You're right. <laughs> but the Tigers, just as bad as the Lions, uh, and probably getting better performances than we can, can expect from the Lions yeah. in the fantasy football season. Not but, you know, Robbie Grossman is a guy who's been on my team for a while that I've enjoyed, and he's been on a run lately. But I'm looking at him. I'm looking at another guy on them who is also on my fantasy team. I'm getting production from Detroit Tigers, and I never thought I would. Jaime Candelario. I know it's another one of those who, another guy undrafted in a lot of leagues. If you picked him up, he was my last draft pick this year. And he's a first baseman and third baseman, and I love the position flexibility. That's something that, for me, as I keep saying, roster construction in baseball is hard, so you need to do your best to get guys like him who can do at least two different positions. And he is the 32nd best player in baseball in the last month. Did you have guessed that two Detroit Lions are in the top 30 players in baseball? Well, 
Candelario and Gross Grossman are honestly feeding off of each other right now. And it's been kind of fun to see, uh, you know, the walk rate, the strikeout rate, it's all average. And that's what exactly what I'm going to tell you. Heimer Candelario is an average baseball player, but he's playing the best baseball that he's been playing all year. And I've been reaping the benefits of uh, 12 singles, 11 doubles, amazing strikeout to walk ratio, amazing batting average, very good on base percentage. He's just going to be consistent. He's going to be a person you can put in your lineup and just know that he's going to not kill you. And when you're getting into the fantasy playoffs, if you're one of those fringe bubble teams, a guy that's 17% rostered and can offer you the consistency without the upside of someone like Josh Harrison, I think that that's important right now so that you can focus on getting more of those lottery ticket type guys. And maybe if they don't work out by having Candelario in your lineup, you're not bearing as brunt uh, you're not bearing the brunt of such a bad, you know, a bad miss on a high, on a risky player. That's not Candelario. So he, he's just easy to put in and forget. Right. And you know what? The Tigers lineup has been on fire lately. They scored yeah. 17 runs. I think the other day against the twins, yep, Hase's it's weird. been on fire. Grossman's been on fire. You know, scope's been good this year. The Tigers, you know, they're pitching not great, but their bats, their bats have been pretty good this season. And yeah, Detroit Tigers overs and, and death and taxes, right? Three guarantees. Exactly, right? <laughs> and good hitting's contagious. I like Heimer Condelario because, you know, he's been a very consistent hitter throughout his career, and now he's surrounded around other decent hitters, and mm -hmm. that's just going to help the counting stats. You see every night with Candelario, it seems like he's scoring a run or getting an RBI, and we love that for fantasy. He is. You, not <laughs> Everyone in your lineup has to be those flashy guys with the big home runs or the big steals. Yes, yeah. you want to have a few of those guys, but it's also great to plug in those dudes who just go two for four with a run in an RBI each night because we love that. That's the consistency you want, and that's mm -hmm. going to help you on a week-to-week -week basis, you know, not just blow up one week when a guy goes, you know, over 20. Yeah, and he is one like the in the last month I said he's thirty second in baseball on the year he's one sixty eight so it's not like this run that he's on right now is inflating that by any means mm -hmm. his batting average in the run is only like fourteen points better than it is season long so it is genuine consistency he's just doing a really good job of sustaining that right now right um, so you know he's not going to win you your league but as I said just someone that's yeah. easy to put in there. And just, you know, forget about it. And you know he'll return value for the rest of the year. Uh, but that will do it here for us on Trainwreck Fantasy Baseball. Thank you, everyone, for tuning in. I know Happy Hour Hoops is going to have some live NBA draft coverage tonight. I think Kate Cunningham is a bust personally. But uh, <laughs> no, I, I, I uh, told you the guys from Happy Hour earlier this week, I said mm -hmm. if I have the first pick, I'm not taking Kate. I like mm -hmm. Jalen Suggs, and I like I Mobley more uh, as better NBA prospects. I really do. I'll get into that later, but yep. <laughs> I, I saw your tweet, Wake, and I was like, you know what? I'm, I'm, I don't know if I'm going to call him a bust, but – He's mm -hmm. not, you know, he's guy, not a bona fide number one. Right, he's I not, agree. he's not, you know, he's getting taken first overall in the morning. Good. Right. That's, that's, my that's how I thought too. I don't think he's the clear cut. Number one, a lot of turnover mm -hmm. problem. I think he can be not selfish at times, but I think he can get in his own head. Yep. And, and that's just, why he's just not super efficient on offense in my opinion, but yeah. Oh my God, you know what? Maybe we'll, maybe we'll hop in the happy hour hoops coverage <laughs> later and tell them what we think. Uh, thank you everyone for tuning in to train wreck fantasy baseball. Week 16, we will see you next week. Good night now.